I'm really about to sit here on a Thursday evening and talk about some of the wildest shit. Y'all, what has this last week of our lives been? <laughs> because, oh my God. <laughs> Hello, all ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentle thems, and queers of all ages. It is I, Gary Orlandis Fuqua Jr. Yes, the second bitch. There is a difference. And welcome to episode 10. We have made it to episode 10. We have made it to episode 10. We've made it to episode 10 of Drumroll, please. Let me just go ahead and brag on the drummers real quick. Okay, these drummers have been working their asses off, y'all. They really try to nail each and every single one of these drum rolls that happen within the show. And I just want to go ahead and give them some praise. Go ahead and give me a... Period! There we go. Um, but anyway, to the transition period. The transition period. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, it is I, Gary Fuqua, and I am back with another episode. Um, I... I think I talked briefly in the last episode of this show that I wanted to try different things with this show. And instead of having like, you know, a big old, like, you know, come to Jesus, uh, motivational ending of this episode, I want to make this episode solely about one thing. And that one thing is what pop culture. So welcome to the first official inaugural presentation episode, um, selection thing. I don't know, girl of The pop culture corner. <gasps> Tasty. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the pop culture corner. Tasty. Um, this is going to be episodes where I don't really talk about much else. I just solely talk about things that are pop culture related because I did some thinking and I was not going to do talk, be talking about pop culture at all ever. But then I thought about it and I was like, Carrie, these are things that are intrigue you. These are things that are happening in the world. Things that are happening in the entertainment industry. Things that are interesting to you. Um, so just go ahead and talk about them. Go ahead and put your spin on them. And you know what I'm saying? So I hope they all enjoy this episode. Um, I have a lot, a lot of things to, to talk about. I'm looking at my notes app and I'm looking at all these things I got to talk about tonight. Oh my Lord. This is about to be a long night. Let me go ahead and, oh my God, I need a drink. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into it. The VMAs took place. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, the VMAs, the VMAs. Okay. The VMAs have always been an event that really, really resonated me with me, especially as a younger child. Like I remember being young and queer and really, really resonating with these pop stars that like would get up on stage and bear their souls and have these incredible, remarkable performances. Like that has always been something that has truly resonated with me. Like for instance, like I can call back to the applause performance by Lady Gaga, the paparazzi performance, the um, the love on top performance, Beyonce's performances for her self-titled album and for Lemonade. Like some of these remarkable performances that have really helped shape the music industry and the world, like cultural resets of things. Like even even when Molly Cyrus had her gray ass tongue sticking out and she was twerking on well, what she thought was twerking on um, Robin Thicke back in the day. You know what I mean? Which Robin Thicke girl, <laughs> please. Anyway, uh, but like these are pivotal moments that have really helped shape pop culture and really have like the VMAs has set pop culture up. 
Like it is like, it's monumental. Like it's, it's an iconic thing. And I, I look forward to it. It's like, for me, to me, like the VMAs is like my Super Bowl or it's like my, um, my, uh, what's another thing? My, 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 my eighth inning, my, my home run, my, um, my goal, my, uh, my touchdown girl. I don't know. Anyway, the VMA is very important to me. However, I don't think that the VMAs will ever be as good as they used to be. That's just, that's just the thing. Uh, we are in a living in a new age of different pop stars. Pop stars are not going to give you what they gave you back in the day. They're not going to give you, you know, Britney coming out with a fucking snake on her, um, on her shoulders. She, they're not going to give you, you know, the Madonna and Britney kiss. They're not going to give you Lady Gaga singing paparazzi with blood spewing from her body. Like, they're, we're, this is not going to happen anymore, which is unfortunate, but it's real. I mean, like, no one's going to give you, because at this at this VMAs, I expected to see some monumental performances, and I expected to see some things that are going to be like, oh my god, that's that's going to be a pop culture moment for years to come. But child, please. Anyway, um, so let's go ahead and get into it. So the show opened, and Madonna walks out. She has like this whole intro, which Madonna, I need to know who is pumping the kids. I need to know who is singeing the girls, who is pumping them up full of fillers and things and wrestling all these things girl because her face while it looks like it has been touched by an angel it looks good like her face looks good it looks it looks kind i i, I kind of live for it but she walked out in this long ass trench coat and i knew she had some shit going on under that she pulled that entrance coat off and she had her own her, her good old negligee on she had her good old <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not being ageist when I say that. She had on her, she had on her good garments. She had on her good garments. She looked expensive. She looked good. She looked high as fuck. It looked to me, it's, it appeared to me that she possibly probably did a line, um, right before she entered on stage. Cause she just seemed very off, which Madonna's never really been like a big speaker to me, honestly. But like, you know, she's Madonna. Like you got to give her her tens. But, you know, she announces, like, it's the 40th MTV anniversary, which you thought, like, this is my first time hearing of that, because you would think that if it's your 40th anniversary in MTV, that you would, you know, hype up the shit more, like, it'd be more exciting, you know, because all I see on MTV nowadays is just Teen Mom and Ridiculousness with Rob Deerdick. Like, girl, what's it giving? Like, there's nothing, there's no variety. It's not giving me what it gave me back in the day. It's not giving me, like, but girl, I need to see music video countdowns. I need to see the best music video of the week. I need to see these things. I need to see things that are exciting. It's music television, girl. And now what is it? Pretty much nothing. Anyway, but when she said 40th anniversary, I kind of gagged because I was like, girl, I had no clue. You could, you, bitch, bitch I must have been living under the rock because I did not hear a lick of shit of that. Anyway. Um, she, you know, she came out, she did, her, she announced a little show and she goes to turn around and she, she, she starts stumbling and shit. And I'm just like, girl, Madonna, like even myself, like I don't move the way I used to two years ago because the pandemic has put such a damper on this body, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's just like, she went to walk off and her walk off. It was not giving cunt. Madonna will always be cunt no matter what, but girl, mm. anyway, I'm not going to talk about the whole show top to bottom. I'm just going to talk about aspects of the show that I liked. I'm not like, bitch, you really expect me to come up here and talk about edge fucking Sharon? Like girl, girl, please. Anyway. So, uh, I'm just going to talk about some of my favorite moments. Some of my favorite performances, Doja cat, Doja cat came out for her performance and I loved it. 
I, I loved it. She she was doing she was spinning in the air. It was gave me get gave me very much like pink tees. Doja Cat is I will say Doja Cat's an artist that I it took me a while to get on the bandwagon because she had that whole scandal with the whole white supremacist bullshit that I, I'm assuming was false. Um, and that was a whole thing that kind of put a damper on her uh, on her audience of fans. But like now she's become such a big popular figure. Likely due to TikTok, because like I cannot escape Doja Cat songs on TikTok at all. But um, I really enjoy her music. I think she's incredibly talented. She can dance her ass off. She can sing her ass off. She can rap her ass off. She has some of the best bars that I've heard as of late. Honestly, like I really, I, I see it for that young lady. Like she, she's, I enjoy her a lot. So I loved her performance and everything. She had some looks. Um, <laughs> the first notable one that I remember is that she came out in that big old, like, quilted over the head um, Eve from Wally esque thing. And I, you know, I, I, I come from the generation of seeing Gaga come into the VMAs with literal meat on her body. So, like, this was not shocking to me, but I was also just kind of like, why are you wearing this? <laughs> Because I don't really know Doja Cat to be someone that's like a fashionista, to be someone that's like pushing the boundaries with fashion and being very avant-garde and very um, conceptual with her looks. So when she came out in it, I was just like, oh, they put you in that to be a joke. You know, it, it seemed very much like Doja Cat was not a bad host by any means. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I thought she did an OK job with what she was given. But at the same time, it felt like mtv was setting her up to be a joke when in reality doja cat's just naturally funny like she doesn't have to try too hard to be funny it felt like they were setting her up and giving her like zingers to say and stuff like that but like none of them really landed that well because like you can't get someone that's funny and give them a script because most likely they will not be funny with it you have to allow people to be organically themselves and that's what makes doja cat so funny to me i don't know i mean i thought that her looks were cute i thought she was cute i thought she did a good job which she was given honestly she only like was host for like literally two seconds so i mean like it wasn't too much of tea it wasn't too much tea she did she you did a good girl, job girl i'm not gonna give you too much let's move on down the line to olivia rodrigo olivia rodrigo ma'am i have not talked to you talked about you that much on this uh podcast but sour is one of the best albums in my opinion, it's like it gives me pure heroin tease where it's like an instant classic. Like Sour is going to be an album that I can come back to in a couple of years and be like, yes, this album was everything, everything. I love I love her. I think that she's a great young lady. I, I see it for her. I think she's going to be very, very successful. Um, I understand she's very young. Her performance of Good For You, it, it didn't really do much for me. But also I have to remember that she's a young performer. She's not as seasoned as these other girls. So like, and when I say girls, I mean people as a collective, not just specifically girls. But um, anyway, like she's not a season, so I can't expect a lot from her. She was running out of breath a little bit, which I mean, like, girl, I, I paid it. Like, girl, we paid, we paid it. You still did a great job. She looked cute. She gave it at her all. She did a little homage to Beyonce, or like, I mean, like, not everything's a homage to Beyonce. But like the whole uh, cra- uh, breaking the camera thing, like I-, I lived for it. She looked like she was having a fun. She was having a good time. I'm not going to give her too much. Um, I see it for you. She's going to have a great career. I hope that this is like the beginning of better and better things for her. Because I think she won Artist of the Year, I believe. Or Best New Artist or something like that. But I think it was Best New Artist she won. But like I just see it for her. She's going she's gonna to be fabulous. I-, I really do admire that young lady. And I think she's going to go far in her career. Now let's talk about the bitch of the night because the night I'm recording this is the night that his album's coming out. His album comes out in like literally 20 minutes. Um, and I'm probably going to break and listen to some of it and come back and tell you what I think. 
Lil Nas X. Young lady. Ma'am, Miss, Sis, Miss, Mama's bitch. Let me just say, I live for Lil Nas X. He gets a lot of flack sometimes because he does goof off a lot. And you know, people think that he doesn't take himself seriously. But like, I can tell he takes his work extremely seriously. And I just love seeing another black queer person succeed. Like It makes me so happy to see another black queer person prospering and being themselves and being genuine and authentic and like making waves in the industry like that takes guts and like i think that he's i think that he's low-key becoming an icon i will say i think that people throw that word around a lot but i will say because of his impact he is quickly becoming somebody that we will remember he is proven that he's not a one-hit wonder he's proven that he is someone that is built for this and made for this and i'm so excited for him but let's go ahead and get on to his performance it was a callback to industry baby industry baby i think i reviewed a little bit of the music video in my last episode um but like i i see it for industry baby a bitch to be back in high school playing that song in the stands when I tell you I would get my life. Anyway, the performance was very, very good. I thought that he did a great job because I remembered when he performed Montero at the BAT Awards and like his voice is kind of all over the place. You know, he wasn't really high energy, but I felt like he was very tense in that performance because he was doing it in front of the black community, basically, or what B think BT thinks is the black community. Anyway, um, so like he wasn't, I could, I could see him kind of losing his presence, but like every performance, he gets better and better from SNL. He got better with, uh, his BT performance from BT. He got better with, uh, this performance. Like it was, it, I loved it. I honestly think that he probably had, well, I can't say, I don't know. I don't know who had the best performance of the night, girl. There's so many good people, but, um, I really genuinely did enjoy his performance. I love his little friendship with Jack, Har- Jack Harlow. Oh Lord. Cue the music. Jack Harlow, I just want you to know that, like, um, I, I usually don't go for them that light and that bright and that Dwight. Um, but uh, Jack, um, I just want to let you know that, like, I am free. I am, I am free. I can call out of work. I can do whatever I got to do. If you want to go get coffee, if you want to go get, you know, a drink, if you want to go get something else, um, if you want to go get something to eat and then go get some food. <laughs> But if you want to do any of those things, Jack Harlow, just just let me know, girl. Just you got my number. I got your number. Just just let me know. Just let me know. Anyway, I'm just playing. He is very, very handsome. I think that he's a very, very handsome young man. I, I usually, you know, I was on the fence about him a little bit because, you, you know, Dwight. But he is charming and he seems like a genuinely good person. Like I can tell that he's a genuinely good individual. I like a lot of his raps. I've listened to some of his music. I, I actually really do like it. I try not to give him too much. Um, but like I do, I, I, I see it for him. I see it for him. Um, I think that he's, he's like, like an industry baby when he says, I mean, he's opened the door, like the door's open for him. He's, he's there now. He doesn't have to work too hard, not necessarily work too hard, but he's like, he's in the industry now. Like he doesn't, you know, he's not just some one hit wonder from TikTok. You know what I'm saying? So I see it for him. I thought his, his, uh, portion of the performance was nice. Cause that was his first time performing at the VMAs. And I thought that he did a lovely job. I really did enjoy his performance. Uh, I see it for Jack Harlow. I'm rooting for you. Please don't fuck it up. Please don't fuck it up. Cause it takes me, bitch. If I can kind of turn on my queen of rap, then I can turn on you, definitely. Please, please just play your cards right, Jack Harley. Play your cards right. Roaches! But also, congratulations to Lil Nas X for winning Video of the Year. I am so proud of you. He deserved it because Montero literally is probably one of the best music videos of all time, in my opinion. The impact, you w- the impact of that music video was ridiculous. Like, 
he deserved it. He deserved it. So good, good on you, Montero. Good on you. Let's move into Chloe Bailey. Chloe from Chloe and Hallie. Um, Chloe Bailey bitch. lifted up her leg and pissed on every inch of that stage that night. She performed her single, um, Have Mercy, which I've heard on TikTok forever. Cannot escape that song. But I actually really do enjoy the song. I started enjoying it more after the VMA performance, which is odd. But like, she's opened it up. Uh, it gave me very much... Okay, let me go ahead and get into it. So she opens up the performance. She has this hood on and everything. And she starts chanting her name all Chloe over and over again and stuff. Her vocals sound beautiful. And like... She, I, I knew at the top performance, I was like, this bitch is here to eat. Like, she's here to throw down, chow down like Lion King girl. She's ready to eat. And she ate the fuck out of that. I will say, I'm not going to lie to you. Towards the end of the performance, when she started, uh, when she started, when after she kissed that boy and she kind of went off, off the rails, girl, she kind of started, you know, you know, fucking twitching and, and jo- f- fucking jumping and bouncing around and shit. And there was fire in her name. I was like, oh, girl. Oh, girl, the Christians, the girl, the evangelists are not going to like this, Miss Sis. They ain't going to like this one, Miss Thing. But I lived for it. I lived for it. At first, I was a little scared. I'm not going to lie. But I got more on board. I I really do see for Chloe Bailey. I think she's going to have a very successful solo career. I'm excited to see more music from her solo-ly. Hallie's also doing great. She's so beautiful. They're both so beautiful, so gorgeous. Long story short, I'm so proud of Chloe Bailey, and I think she's going to have a successful career. She shit on that stage, and it was one of the best performances of the night. Um, and lastly, I have on my list is Normani. Bitch. Baby. When I found out that Normani had a week to put that shit together, which I don't really think it was fully a week. I think that she, I think that she had, she knew that her fans were fighting for her to get that VMA spot. So I feel like she had the whole concept for that performance ready when she was going to do Wild Side. Obviously, I knew that Cardi B probably was not going to be there because she's a new mother. Congratulations to Cardi. Um, but like I knew that it was just going to be because. Normani does not play around. Normani does not play around. She will give you choreography. She will give you life. She's such a talented young woman. I, 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 I love her as an artist. And when they brought out that fucking cross and Tiana fucking Taylor was on that cross, half naked, sexy as hell. And when Normani went up on that and started popping on that, Bitch, I almost lost my fucking mind. I almost lost my good. I almost lost my good goddamn marbles. I'm not even playing. That was, and it was clearly an homage to Janet Jackson and things of that nature. I loved it. I thought that it was sickening. I think that she really showed the VMAs and also just showed the world as a whole that she is not the bitch to be played with. I absolutely. Truly sickening. I claps, claps to all the black folks at this uh, year's uh, VMAs. The black people made this year's VMAs because, bitch, who the fuck was checking for 21 pilots, the Foo Fighters, and fucking, uh, fucking Sean Mandias and, Cam- well, Camille Cabello. Man, that poor young lady. Oh my gosh, she's getting so much shit. Oh my lord. Bless her heart. Anyway. I will take a short break and we will be right back with more foolishness all right um 
Welcome back. Uh, wow. I got to just take some time to talk about this album. Um, so it is 1150 on Thursday. Um, what day is it? Thursday is September 16th. It's about to be um, the 17th. And Montero, Lil Nas X's uh, debut album, just uh, hit the airways. Um, and I, I, I really do enjoy Lil Nas X a lot. I'm being serious. <laughs> I've always found him to be a very creative individual. I've always found him to be a very remarkable individual in his visuals and his lyricism. Now there are some lyricisms and some songs that he, are chop for me. But, um, I cried (laughs) and I usually kind of keep it together a bit when I, um, look at, uh, albums and things of that nature, you know, I tend to, in a way, keep it together. But, um, this album truly like it hit me. It, it, It It's hit me. And, it's just so very well done. I can tell that he has a very amazing team that loves to collaborate with him and really enjoys his ideas. I don't even know if I have a favorite song yet because I, I literally just listened to the entire thing. I haven't looked at the visuals. Um, I know there has been visuals um, announced on his uh youtube page i have yet to listen to those i have not listened to the vi- or not listened but i've yet to view those i have not seen the visuals yet i've only listened to the songs this album is so damn good <laughs> like you got it starts with montero which everyone loves to call me by your name then it goes into dead right now dead right now is very it's it made me feel like the feelings i get when after i'm getting ghosted by someone i was really interested in and then it goes to the industry, baby, which is such a fucking banger. And then that's what I want, which has, I think that's what I want currently is my favorite song on the album. Maybe I'm biased because I just watched the video before I listened to the entire album and I cried watching that. Baby, that, that music video. Seeing Black Queer Joy means so much to me. Oh my god! And then that 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 feeling of like yearning for love and yearning for like to share this like mutual respect and appreciation and care for another black queer person. Oh my god! Like, and then when that doesn't happen because societal norms comes in, that this nigga is preach like this shit. Like this is some otherworldly shit, y'all. Like this this shit means so much to me and it's so heavy on my heart. Like And there's some banger other bangers on the album too, don't get it twisted. The Art of the Realization, I that was pretty much like a, a think piece sort of song. Um I wish there were more of those across the album. I, that is my only critique. Um, because it's only that one and it's kind of we off and weird to me. Scoop goes off, Doja Cat went in. Dollar Sign Slime goes off. Lost in a Citadel. Bit. So many good songs on this album. So many good songs. Don't want it. Life After Salem is going to have me in a fucking chokehold. Let me go ahead and tell you that right now. Megan the Stallion did what she had to do on Dollar Sign Slime. Megan the Stallion, that is one of her best features, I must say. 
now next time you might see me I may think differently about this album I might have some different opinions but right now I must genuinely come and say Lil Nas X baby you you get a round of applause from me um, I am so genuinely proud of you you're a visionary you have helped to cultivate a new wave in the industry and I'm so blessed to be alive to see it I want to work with you creatively so bad like this album means a lot to me and I'm, I'm going to be bumping this album for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Best believe this is truly a very well done album. This is seriously a very well, I, this album is so good. This album is so good. Like I, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. This album is very well done. And oh my gosh, I'm just so proud. I'm so proud. So, honest opinions Montero gets a 9 out of 10 for me um, I, I genuinely really enjoyed it I, I can't wait to see if there's more music videos for the album I can't see wait to see what he does as far as performances um, I'm just so excited for his career because I know he's going to have a blast like this is I am so incre- incredibly excited to see this artist grow and grow and grow and that's my short review on Montero, uh, Lil Nas X's debut album. Um, I just wanted to put this little blip in the middle of the episode. Um, so you can finally just genuinely hear my raw reactions of it. And then in the video when Billy Porter came out, oh my God, I wept. Oh, I wept. Oh my God, I wept. Okay. So we're going to get on with the rest of the episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we're back. All right. We're going to go ahead and get into the Met Gala. The Met Gala. Met Gala Gala. Gaga. I don't know. Um, now, the Met Gala was a bit of a chop this year for me. I must say, no one abided by the theme. Everyone pretty much was kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to wear what I want to wear. <laughs> um, which I think the the theme was somewhere around... American fashion or America, some somewhere in there, like, and some people abided by the theme. Like, let, let, well, let's go ahead and get into some of my favorites. I really enjoyed Billie Eilish's look. This very um, old Hollywood, uh, you know, Hollywood diva, and like the the bustier was very beautifully well made. It very it cinched her waist to hell. Oh my god, her waist is like unclockable. Her, she looks absolutely stunning and it's rare that we get to see like a more um glamorous i guess side to to Billie Eilish because like she she has her own um ideal fashion which i really respect out of her honestly um because there's so many people that you know can be a bit cookie cutter but like she's very original with her fashions um but no i love this i thought this was very well done it was very beautiful um the train that sheer kind of meshy looking fabric with that train was absolutely stunning. It was stunning. Oh my Lord. I, I love that look. Now let's get on to little Nas X, shall we? I have talked about little Nas X so much in this episode, but he's done so much in the last week alone that it's just so admirable. Um, his Met Gala look, let's get into it. He, okay, so it's, it, he kind of did, um, it's kind of like what Gaga did at the, I think it was the 2019 Megala. Yeah, it had to have been 2019 Megala. 
when she had those three looks went from that pink to like the you know more subdued with like the whole bra um and panty set you know like it's it's kind of giving you three different looks and they are all very very well done so first he comes out and like this gold um Mary Queen of Scots royalty um monarchy very classic uh I guess you could call this a robe um it's huge it has a train to it it's very very beautifully very beautifully designed I think it was designed by Versace right it's a Versace line yeah um and then he takes off this robe and reveals like this very like gold hardened C3PO-esque um number and it's 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 beautiful it is genuinely beautiful to look at it's like this armor um and it's it's just very very well done it's it's so well done like it looks so good like it just looks so good like it looks like someone genuinely like it looks like it was genuinely well made like you tailor to his body to a T it's just really, really, it's very, very beautiful. It's very, very beautiful. Um, and then after that, he, um, finishes in this like, uh, stoned to hell black with gold sequin, not sequins, but like, uh, embellished bodysuit, this bodycon design, uh, with these crystals and things, and it is beautiful. It, it, it like accentuates his body. It's it's cut in all the right places. It's this is and this was an event, and I think that Vogue, not Vogue, um, Versace, excuse me, released like a statement talking about the look itself, and it was like somewhere along the lines of like you know the becoming of like entering his own and like being more comfortable in his queerness and things on nature. And baby, you know I love that. So like. Lil Nas X, just just incredible. You have had a phenomenal week, and I am so proud of him. Like this is lovely presentation on on this at the Met Gala. He should be very proud of himself. Some more honorable mentions because I can't go through everyone that I thought that looked great because there are so many people that look great, but there weren't many people in theme. It was just very a dumb year for the Met Gala. Like it was just like, eh, you know. But like people had good looks, but they weren't in theme. Like I, they need to have a more. Um, nuanced uh theme next year because this year just was not hitting as far as the theme goes i really liked mj rodriguez's look um yara shahidi's look iman iman's look was an event that was absolutely stunning like the feathered head piece and then the very feathered skirt outlining that jump that gold jumpsuit that she had on under all that very, very beautiful. Very well made. Um, Chloe and Howley both looked beautiful. Simone, I'm so proud of Simone. Simone, the winner of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. She looked phenomenal. She was wearing Moschino. I'm so happy. I'm just so happy to see black queer people succeeding and being successful. That makes me so happy. So genuinely happy. Uh, Lupita looked beautiful. Lupita looked gorgeous. Um, Normani looked gorgeous and um, she got a lot of shit for wearing this, but I think that Kim Kardashian, I liked, okay, you can, okay, girl, sound the foghorns if you want to, girl, sound them off, sound, sound them off if you want to. I thought that Kim K looked 
great in that black number. It gave me very much a unlo- uh, locked character on a video game. I lived for it. She was serving me shadow. She was serving me shadow. No hedgehog girl. I lived for it. I liked it. And I don't know if that was Kanye West with her. I don't really give a fuck. Um, but I liked it. And the long hair in the back girl, like people are going to, people are going to impersonate that look for Halloween. Like Kim Kardashian is always an event. Like, come on now. Um, now, while there were um, great looks on the runway, there were also um, some very questionable um, uh, things. So AOC, Alexandria Cortez, um, decided to wear this very, 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 very cheaply looking, um, which is ironic that I'm saying cheap, but uh, she wore this mermaid gown that had on, on, on the sides of it, um, it said, tax the rich. And it was supposed to be a political statement, you know, about overthrowing the patriarchy and all that, you know, white liberal bullshit. Um, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. I felt like it was a bit tone deaf. I felt like, well, I don't want to say tone deaf because that's a bit ableist. Excuse me for saying that. But like, I, I, I didn't think it was as nuanced of an, of a, of a portrayal as she wanted it to be. I felt like there was ways that it could have been possibly elevated because there are ways that through fashion that you can tell very nuanced heavy hitting um stories whether it be political or just in general but like i this just did not hit for me it just did not look good first of all and also it's just the statement of it all was just so like because she does shit like that like she, she'll tweet little shit that's like oh black lives matter and you know um black people should have rights and there should be laws set in place for this to happen and it's just like girl you sit in the room where it happens <laughs> like the room where it happens, that's where you be, bitch. So it's just like, you, I don't know. I don't know. I like her. I like her a lot. I have no reason to hate AOC. I actually, she does a lot more than most, I will say. But it, I just did not care for that look. Anyway, um, Taraji Panson, I hated it. I hated it. I did not like this at all. I think that she probably missed a fitting. She's a very busy woman, so she probably missed a fitting. Um... But this was not the tea for me. Uh, the, the bustier, the, the upper part of her body, it looks like it fall. It looks as she was walking. And when I saw in interviews, it looked like it was falling off the bone, girl. It looked like it was falling off her body. And I just, uh, it just wasn't hidden for me. Um, Kim Petras. I'll let you think on that one. Troy Savon. Um, I mean, he got a lot of shit for this. I, I don't fully hate it like i don't despise this look i just if i got in but that's the thing like if i was invited to the met gala and i paid that money to be there i would when i would i would be coming out in the most extravagant shit no bitch would even be able to touch me in the room bitch but to come out like people online were saying that he came out looking like the mom from Zack and Cody. A bitch, I almost hit the fucking motherfucking flow because that's exactly what he looked like. Let's go stay at the Tipton. The Tipton puts you on top. Like that is exactly what he was giving me. in, in this, I like the shoes though. I re- I really enjoyed the shoes. I, the shoes were kind, but everything else was, um, yeah. 
but it's, overall the Met Gala was fine I mean like it didn't it, it didn't move me and it didn't like really sway me or ruffle my feathers in any way of the sort um it was it was just it, it was it was what it was it could have been a lot better that's why I think they need to have a more nuanced theme next year like camp like the year of camp was so good and then heavily bodies heavily bodies was probably the best Met Gala because everyone like that's like given that prompt there's so many ways you can interpret that prompt but like this was so like ugh. and there are things that people could have done like I really liked what Jeremy Pope did with the callback to um, cotton picking with his look and I really enjoyed um, Blondie Blondie had a really good look. J-Lo had a very good look. That was in the theme. It's like some people, Lupita's look was in the theme because Blue Jean, you know. But like, it's just, it was boring. I was bored. I was bored. Anyway, all y'all have more money than I do, so I don't really give a fuck. Anyway, let's, oh my God. Um, so let's, <laughs> fuck. So this actually kind of makes my heart hurt a bit because I love this human so much. But she has just done so much wrong in this life, and there's not much I can do for her now. Like, she keeps fucking up. Like, she keeps fucking up. Oh, Lord. So, Nicki Minaj, on the morning of the Met Gala, Nicki Minaj took to Twitter because, um, as you know, like when you're a celebrity and you have enough money to go to places, uh, people are going to be wondering if you're going to go there. Like people were wondering if she was going to the VMAs. People were wondering if she was going to go to like certain events and stuff like that. But like, I don't really expect anyone to be going anywhere because we're still in a fucking pandemic. Anyway. Um, but like she took, people took Twitter, ask her, Hey girl. So as far as a Megala girl, are you going to be in attendance? Um, what's your flavor? Um, will you be in the lineup or not? Cause, uh, we just need to know. I need to know. Um, so Nikki decided to um, basically at first, all she said was no. She says she's not going to be there. She's not going. Um, and then where it could have just been left at that. That's the thing. It could have just been left at that. But it just kept going. It kept going. It just kept going. So Nicki Minaj decided to tweet, <clears throat> they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't for the Met. It, if I get vaccinated, it won't for the Met. Okay. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research, which we've been in this shit for how long? I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face. Not the loose one. But, but I... <laughs> <laughs> so basically she's pretty much confirming that she's not vaccinated which me personally I am vaccinated I have been vaccinated since March um, I'm planning on getting my booster whenever that's available Miss thing because I here's the thing I want to go I want to be able to work and live my life again that's that's what I want and the one thing that's hindering me from that and also money, but like the thing that's hindering me from that is this fucking pandemic. So I will do my research and do whatever I got to do to make sure that I keep myself safe and people around me safe. Bottom line. Now, if you're not vaccinated, because I have heard in the recent months, many reasons as to why some are very 
understandable. Some of them are very ignorant, and I don't have to get on in that whole like wormhole if at all. But by her saying this tweet, she basically said, "Hey, I'm not vaccinated, um, and I haven't done enough research," um, which sounds a bit um, ignorant. But like, uh, it's your life, girl. What you eat don't make me shit. What I eat don't make you shit. So I mean, yeah. But also, like, Nicki Minaj has not been having events where she sees people. Like, she hasn't been doing concerts. She hasn't been doing performances. She hasn't been doing live shit. But like, she has been recording things of that nature. I do know that. So like, she does. She is around human beings to an extent, and that's what's frustrating. It's just like, girls, just get the shot. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's not where the story really hits the head. This tweet is one of the funniest tweets. It states, (laughs) It states, My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and he became impotent. <laughs> His testicles became swollen. False. <laughs> His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl caught off the wedding. <laughs> Just tell it all, they tea. <laughs> That's what gets me. Um. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision and not bullied is exactly what she said. Um, now, <laughs> let, hold up, press pause. There's so much wrong in this. Like there is so much wrong in this. Like there's so many parts of this that are just so fucking all over the fucking place like from the swollen testicles okay so one thing to not be vaccinated (laughs) second thing to be telling your cousin's friend's business allegedly there's another thing to be bringing up swollen testicles as a reason as to why you aren't getting vaccinated like because I mean I don't know what Nicki Minaj's genitals are um I'm assuming she has a vagina, but like, I, that's not my, that's not anywhere near my business. Uh, but yeah, she used this swollen testicle thing as like a, a, a thing to stand on. And, you know, like when you say something ignorant and stupid as fuck, um, the world's going to be watching. The world's going to be, it's not like, I don't think that women like Nicki Minaj just get a lot of shit just for being Nicki Minaj, granted. But at the same time, I, the way I have seen this story blow up so much within the past couple of days is absolutely insane to me. Like, it is insane to me that this shit has gotten so much publicity and has gotten so hype. Like, there's so many parts of it. And, like, that's the thing, like, Nicki Minaj, it's just like, so... What is the research? Where, where, where are you on CDC? Are you on, um, 
poo.com. Like, where are you getting this information from? Because it seems to me that you're getting your information from your barbs. You're getting your facts and you're getting your reasoning for walking around unvaccinated from your fans and from Twitter, which is not a reliable source. You can get news updates from Twitter, but Twitter's not the fucking Twitter. It's not scientific. Bitch. She fucking doing polls and shit on fucking. She's doing polls on Instagram about what vaccine to get and things. She's willing to believe 14-year-old fans over genuine and authentic scientists that know what they're talking about. Now, I don't study science. That's not my ministry. I I, I read things, but baby, I, I ain't going to get into all that. It's just a matter of... I... <laughs> I just can't. I can't. There's so many parts. And then she kept doubling down. It's just like she tweeted that thing about her cousin in Trinidad's friend with the balls, with the big nuts. Balls! Um, and then Megan McCain took it upon herself to tweet at Nicki Minaj saying, that's entirely enough internet for today. <laughs> Nicki Minaj tweeted back at her and <laughs> Nicki Minaj tweeted back at Meg McCain and said, eat shit, you. (laughs) God. When I tell you that is some of the funniest shit she also got in a little Twitter feud with uh, Pierce Morgan and um, where she promptly cussed him out because fuck Pierce Morgan for getting in black women's business anyway. Um, there, okay, there's so there's so much. This is such a big story. I cannot, okay, just go to Nicki Minaj's Twitter because I cannot say every single thing that has happened in this story, but it is fucking wild. Like, the fact that Trinidad authorities have had to come out and say, hey, miss, there are no big nutsack niggas walking around this bitch. I don't know where the fuck you got that from, but don't be claiming that shit on us. Like, girl, <laughs> the Trinidad health minister had to come out and be like, hey, girl, so um, I don't know what the fuck she talking about. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck she got that from, but over here on this side, all of our scrotums are at a normal, adequate size. I don't know where she's been. I don't know who she's been talking to, but the nut sacks over here, bitch, are at a minute size, bitch. We, we, we are serving, we're serving you fun size testicles. We ain't serving you no fucking jumbo, jumbotron, bitch. Like, there's so much. The fact that Nick, that's why Nick, that's, oh my God, that's why. Where is the PR team? That's my main thing. Where are her people? Because no one is stopping Nicki Minaj from picking up her phone and typing some weird, lewd, crazy, off-the-wall bullshit. No one is stopping her from doing that. She has full reign to go on Twitter and say whatever the fuck she wants. And she can do it and be successful with it. Well, in this situation, you weren't very successful. But she can do shit like this because her fans fill her up to do this shit. And it's just like... And that's the full T. It's just like you're willing to... I hate to read, my, read her like this, but it's, it needs to be said... You're willing to take advice from your barbs and listen to 
a guy who knew this 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 guy's cousin talking about swollen testicles and vaccines so you're willing to believe the words of that but you can't believe the words of the victim that's your fucking husband Onika, I just want better for you. I want better for you in your life. And I, I, but you have to want better for yourself. And at this point in the game, at this point in the game within a game, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I really don't know. I, I just, I hope that you stay safe, baby. I, I, I wish nothing bad upon you, but bitch, this was such a bad take. Like, I, I can't, I can't even. I can't even. Like, this fucking. Talk, swollen fucking nuts. Swollen nuts. Balls! <sighs> Moving on to our last story of the evening. Now, this is fresh off the presses. This happened, like, today, I think. Now, this happened within, like, at least the past 24 hours. So, Nikita Dragon, who, I, being real with y'all, I don't know who the fuck this is. I don't know who the fuck she is. I don't know what she does. I don't know how she became famous. I don't, I really don't. And this is not, like, in a way, I, I want to preface this by saying this. I do not live my life currently as a transgender woman. I consider myself to be a trans femme non-binary person. I don't really present femme where I currently live because of safety reasons. However, that's how I feel about myself. I do not live my life as a transgender woman. So I'm not going to be walking on eggshells when I talk about this because, but, but I will be mindful of what I'm saying. And yeah, but Nikita dragon, who is a influencer. She does makeup. I think I don't know what she does. I just know that she looks pretty and, you know, she her her skin plays with every color of the coloring box, apparently, because every fucking time I look up, she she's in brand new fucking color. Like it's red, orange, blue, green, dark black, um, you know, heart sores, horseshoes, clovers and the blue moons. So I don't really know what her tea is. All I know about her is that she looks like a brand new fucking bitch every day. Um and then I guess that that's 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 her tea, I guess. But uh, we're not here to talk about her skin tone. We're here to talk about her new single <laughs> that she uh, well, it is now released. I'm not listening to the bullshit because I heard the snippet of it on her Instagram and I don't want to hear shit else. Um, she released a record entitled Dick. <laughs> but yes indeed she did she 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 uh she released a record called dick uh yeah um she she that that, that's that's her tea like i guess she made a song called dick so um and it's a dig at somebody named asian doll I don't know who the fuck who the fuck are these people, y'all? Like these <laughs> people. But yeah, she released a song called Dick, and it's basically just in the pre- the press the the fuck the the preface of the song in itself is that um y- you know she's trans and 
is proud of having a penis and is not afraid to talk about it and expose men in the process. So, okay, so the promo video that she released, let me get down to the nitty gritty of it. The promo video she released is being told to be very offensive to members of the trans community. And it is offensive because, well, first of all, it's offensive because she called herself the first transgender pop star, which just is not true because we have the late icon Sophie, may she rest in peace. We have Kim Petras, like, girl, realistically, girls have come before you. Um, there have been dolls before you. So, I mean, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, this is a, this, she created this basically because of being misgendered and, you know, people basically calling her, you know, misgendering her, being, being casually transphobic with her. Um, and she also, I guess, was sick of men, cishet men, um, you know, sliding into her DM- DMs. So the video itself of, of what I can remember of it is like, she's basically talking about how, um, she's the baddest trans person and, um, don't play with her and don't fuck with her dick and shit. And the whole time she's showing, screenshots and pictures of men that have tried to get with her allegedly and women cishet women that have um, been transphobic to her which all that deserves to be condemned I don't think it's her place or business to be exposing any man or any person for um, being involved with her because I feel like that reinforces the narrative that um, being with trans people is predatory that makes them predators you know that's reinforcing that narrative that we as the trans community and non-binary community and non-cis community have been trying to push off of us for decades Um, anyway uh, because I do feel bad for her because she has been through a lot like I do remember when she had that whole thing with Taylor Kniff from Mac, I almost said MAGA, <laughs> MAGCon, um, where like he posted on his story and was like calling her a dude and stuff like that. Like she has been through a lot. She's been through a lot of public scrutiny, I will say. But at the same time, that just does not excuse these actions by any means. What struck a nerve with me and what made me want to talk about this dumbass shit on this podcast was the fact that she was utilizing pictures and videos of trans women while just putting and putting dick, the word dick on their faces and over their eyes and shit as though to signify that, Oh, we all have dicks. And you know, like I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I must say, I must genuinely say on today that that made me very uncomfortable. It is. It makes me extremely uncomfortable that that that. I mean, to an extent, her as a trans woman, she has full agency to push that narrative about herself if she f- sees fit. But to disrespectfully like utilize our the past dolls, like the dead trans women, such as Martha P. Johnson and Sophie. And outing these cis men who have been interested in trans women as though that makes them oh weird or gay or whatever. And then your whole premise for this shit being like, we are not women, we are the fantasy. And 
all this, it just, it makes me itch. Like, it feels very much so like the call is coming from inside the house. It feels very much so like you're, you're, it's like you're painting this picture of trans, not even trans women, but trans people as though we're like these fantasy type people that are solely exist for predatory actions and solely exist for like these sexual natures. And there's nothing wrong with that because there are many trans people that are sex workers that are sexually liberated beings. And there's nothing wrong with that. And Nikita can be sexually liberated. She can be proud of the fact of that she has, uh, that she has a penis and things of that nature. I have no issue with that. And I actually think that it's quite brave to, um, own that and to like be so vocal about it because that's something that people act like having trans genitalia or like no not that but like having genitalia like that period people think that's something that should be shameful or like gross or like you know should be forbidden and things of that nature so (sighs) I just really don't like this I think that it's really irresponsible and fucking stupid for you to like you really thought that you could take Martha P. Johnson the reason why you are able to be very publicly trans, me too, in this day and age, utilize her image, probably without anyone on her team's consent, and utilize that to promote your shitty, absolute, absolute shit vocal. Just a, just a shit record. It's just a terrible song, girl. It's very bad. And you're utilizing all these, the, all the girls like um, Dominique Jackson and Laganja Estranja, Gia Gunn, and who else? Amanda Lepore and Sophie and Martha P. Johnson and Gigi Gorgeous. And like, I don't know if these people signed off for, to allow you to do this or not, but just like, it, it's just very, it's just very gross to me. And it's not gross because of the whole trans person's body, per, the whole thing. It's gross to me because you're utilizing dead trans folks to to further a narrative of like trans people not being real people and further a narrative of trans people being predatory and further a narrative of like cis men being called gay and is being like emasculizing to be with trans women and vice versa and all this shit like it's just gross girl like what the fuck goes through your head to the point where you think posting some dumbass shit like this online is okay like, fuck you, Nikita. Fuck you. Fuck this song. Fuck this record. Fuck your Instagram story. I lived for the dress before you did all this dumbass bullshit. But just fuck you, girl. Like, you continuously keep doubling down, doubling down. Every time I hear this person's name, it's never anything positive. And I don't even know Nikita like that. I know everything negative to know about Nikita. Like, girl, just... Girl, kick rocks, girl. Like, I, I this is just some really sick, stupid shit. And... I hope that people get in her ass about this shit because it's wrong. You shouldn't be doing this shit. Would you want for someone like that's just like me? Like, um, let's say I'm writing a record or doing some bullshit about Black Lives Matter or being or like existing as a black person. And then I get to promote my shit. I get like fucking Emmett Till's face and fucking Trayvon Martin's face. And I just put nigger over their eyes. Like, what the fuck? Like, do you hear how sick that shit is? Like, did you not think there's through you stupid bitch? <sighs> Child, I, I don't even know. I did not want this episode to end on I know. Cause I, that, that shit really had my stomach turning and, and doing backflips and aerials like Simone Biles, bitch. That shit is sick. 
Like, I, I hope that someone genuinely talks to her and tells her that this shit is sick because it's just like, what do you get out of exposing these men? First of all, like, it, it's not, it shouldn't even be exposing, but like, private business is private business, bitch. Like, and also, like, what do you get out of putting dick over Sophie's eyes? Are you fucking crazy? I just want for my people to be free. That's all I want. I want for my people to be free and prosper. But like, you got to worry about cis people fucking with you and people online fucking with you and other women fucking with you. Now you got to worry about other trans folks fucking with you too. Like, girl, like you, this, oh, this is a very bad take, sis. Like I, mm -mm. this was not the tea, not the tea at all. I, I really hope that you do some thinking about this shit. So once this fucking record flops, because who the fuck is going to listen to a song called Dick? Once this flops, I hope you do some really intense thinking and think over what the fuck you did and how it possibly affected the people in your community, girl. Because this is just not the tea. Not about, not at all, bitch. Like I, now granted, you do not deserve any transphobia that comes your way. You don't deserve any of the transphobia that has come your way. You don't deserve anything bad in that world, but you do deserve to be held accountable for your shitty, shitty actions. Because this is fucked up. <sighs> okay. And that pretty much concludes our first ever true pop culture corner. <laughs> Tasty. Thank you so much for listening. Oh my gosh. This uh, this was very, bitch, this is therapeutic. Because like I have always wanted to like kind of be like a person that speaks on pop culture shit and gets more knowledgeable. And I do need to get more knowledgeable. I need to get more hands on with how I discuss certain things that are going on in the world or going on in pop culture and things of that nature. But um, for our first episode, I think I did pretty good. You know, a lot has happened in this past week. A lot has happened in pop culture in the past week. Like that's why I waited so long to upload this episode because something new was happening with Nikki every five fucking days or every fucking five seconds i digress um i like to end these off with a good little um song of the week or favorite thing of the week because most of the things i will be talking about will be things that involve people in the music industry so i thought i would just go ahead and shine some light on an artist who i have always loved but i think that she is criminally underrated my song of the week goes to pressure by ari lennox baby this song gives me everything i need i wish she were she would have like released this sooner and this like at the earlier start of the summer because this could have been the song of the summer like this is such a good song it's so good it has that good old like r&b feel it's very sensual and sexy like i love this song if you haven't heard the song yet go give it a listen stream it buy it do what you gotta do Ari Lennox girl you're on your come up girl and I can't wait to see what you do because this song is so good I'm I love this song like I love this record um and I guess my other song of the week would have to be uh this uh, what's the name of that song that's on Lil Nas X's album this is what I want that's what I want I, I love that song too I think that's my favorite song on the album so far um, so much good stuff is coming out right now that y'all like so much good music. So many good things are coming out. I- I'm so, so, so happy to see like the industry getting more, uh, hands on and involved and like artists getting more creative in their ideas and the way they think and the way they maneuver. It- it's really beautiful to see. Um, but yeah, this concludes yet another episode of. The transition period. Yay! Oh my gosh. It feels good to 
to sit just chill and record because I have not made an episode like this in a minute, y'all. I have not just came down and sat down and just talked some good old shit and it feels good. I digress. Um, if you want to find me on social media, I'm at the Gary Fuqua. That's at T H E G A R Y F U Q U A on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also follow the transition period. That's transition, transition period pod on Instagram and trans period pod on Twitter. I don't really update to Twitter that much, but if you also want to see my drag account, it is at the only Africa. That's at T H E O N L Y A F R E A K K K A on Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for listening. Um, uh, next time you hear from me, it may be I'm, I'm going to try to do a topic episode. I actually might try to get our first ever guest on the show. I wonder who could be. Oh, my God. So that's going to be exciting. Um, and so many things are in the works, y'all. Like I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of thinking on my behalf because I'm a one trick, not a one trick pony, but I'm a one kind of bitch. Like I'm a, I'm a whole one person show girl. So I'm doing all this by myself, editing and posting all that good stuff. So like it takes time. It takes time. And plus so many things are happening in my life where it puts like a bit of a hindrance on things I can immediately do. So please bear with me. Um, because I do know that there are people that really do love and enjoy this show. And I want to give you, I want to give you my best. You know what I mean? So thank you for being with me. Thank you for being supportive of me. I love each and every one of you. I hope you have a wonderful day, night or tomorrow. And as always have a great night, day, morning. Wait, how do I usually end these fucking shows? Bye girl. I'll see you next time. <laughs>